episode 968 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday the 13th, and I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Justin Mason. I just realized it was Friday the 13th. Justin, what's up? It's so scary. I'm, I'm so afraid. It's so spooky. <laughs> I was like, it's Friday. Oh, it's Friday the 13th. Um, are you, are you, are you terrified right now? Um, uh, should I be? I don't know. It's Friday the 13th. Isn't it always spooky? I, I thought it, yeah, I guess it, it may be. I don't know. I mean, it's Friday. I know sometimes, somewhat recently, which could be like within the last five years because that's how my dumb brain works. Um, fr- there was a Friday the 13th in October. Mm, yeah. And that, you know, that's extra, that's extra spooky. <laughs> I, I feel like you're not spooked out enough. I think yeah, they I might have to come murder you. Wait, what? What? I didn't, I didn't say that. You're not recording See, this, are you? I'm, I'm leaving that in, just just in case nope. I end up murdered, in that way when they when they like you know search this out is Jason like, Collette potentially... hosting the sleeper in the bus <laughs> and I like to travel. <laughs> is that convincing? All right, yeah, I think it is. We're off to we're off to a rousing start. Let's let's talk some baseball. We got some uh, some news and notes. A couple guys put in focus and some waiver pickup suggestions for the weekend. Let's start with you, Darvish, Justin. I know you you included the tidbit about his back in the road write up, um, and he did you know he did leave with a back issue, but his struggles continue, and you can pretty much draw the straight line from the from the crackdown to his issues, and you wonder if a big component to him finding the command that he did was getting some sticky stuff. Now, it didn't happen instantly, so I guess you can't draw a straight line. There might be a little squiggle to it, because I think I think the crackdown was June 22nd. June 21st. Right and like... June 21st. He started that day, was excellent against the Dodgers. You, Darvish, did. Started five days after that, actually six days after that, um, dominated the Diamondbacks. But since then, it's been a nightmare. So is it the crackdown? Uh, and I'll give you some numbers here. 713 ERA in 35 and a third innings. The interesting thing is, with regards to whether or not it's the crackdown, it's not like he's walking the yard again all of a sudden. So maybe it isn't as cut and dried as that. Still has a 1-8 walk rate uh, in those 35 and a third innings with 43 strikeouts. So you think, okay, well, the BABIP's probably through the roof. Not really. It's a 300 BABIP. Here's where you can start to say, well, maybe this is some command issue. 11 home runs. That's a 2.8 mark. And he's allowed at least one in every outing. Four of the seven outings have multiple home runs. And a bevy of different uh, opponents. Frankly, it's a pretty easy slate for Darvish that you would have expected him to kind of feast on. Trip to Philly, trip to Atlanta, those are a little tough. Coincidentally, those are his best starts during this outing outside of uh, an Arizona start. But otherwise, he's faced Arizona twice, gone to Miami, Colorado on the road, Washington uh, on on the road, meaning Colorado was visiting him. Uh, Darvish was at home. Sorry, I I said that weirdly. Um, But it should have been an easy slate, and he's been awful. So how, how do you figure this out? With Darvish, is it as simple as the command has has dissipated due to the sticky stuff, and it's manifested in home runs? Is there more to that? Is it injury that's been lingering and now cropped up here with the uh, I believe it was a back 
that took him out? Yeah, I don't think you can necessarily say it's just the sticky stuff. I mean, this also, uh, you know, kind of coincides with, you know, him throwing a lot more innings now than, you know, he threw last year too. So, I mean, it may just be a matter of, you know, he's having a hard time kind of getting going after only throwing 76 innings uh, in, in 2020 because of the shortened season. But the home runs are a huge concern. I mean, he had only given up 10 home runs up until that point, had a, you know, sub homer, homer per nine. Uh, kind of on the docket, and it, it like you mentioned, it's kind of skyrocketed since uh, you know in this time frame that you're talking about. So. That's why I'd give some mm-hmm. some credence, some crackdown credence for Darvish because command is heavily involved in your home run rate, and it's like okay, he he's still not walking guys, so he can still find the zone, but he doesn't have that pinpoint command mm-hmm. Darvish doesn't within the zone, and that's what's killing him right now. Yeah. I, and I think that's a, I think that's a fair observation. I think now, it, let me ask you this. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's kind of, it's probably a combination of everything. Um, yeah. You know, you throw it, throw in there too, that, you know, you may be dealing with kind of some minor, you know, issues, you know, physical issues like most pitchers are at this point in the season. Uh, anyways, sure. and, and all that stuff can affect command. So you got the lower back tightness. Obviously, if that facilitates an IL stint, easy answer. Let's say he rests a little bit. He's fine. We get good word over the weekend that he's going to continue to start. Any consideration to taking Darvish out of your lineup? I'll give you his next start here in just a moment. But just as a general idea before you know the opponent, is that something that you're considering? Probably not. I I would have to be in a really, really good spot. It's a trip feel. to Colorado next week. Oh, yeah. That that one I can probably get away from. <laughs> it's a two-star at Colorado and home to Philly. Ooh. So it's a two-star, but neither are, are, are super appealing. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Uh, I know. It's hard <laughs> it really to pass is. up. I think you have to really look at your team and go, what do I need right here? You know, it. Yeah, because if I didn't point out, the K's are still there, 43 in mm-hmm. 35 and a third. So you're still getting those pe- punchies. And, and you're not you know, getting, like, a ton of walks. So it's exactly. like so the whip, the whip is, is, is okay, too. Pretty fine, you know, overall. Like, it's it's a passable 127 mark that's not killing you, like the yeah. 713 ERA for Darvish. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think you, you go and you look at your team and you go, okay, what's – what do I need here? Do I need strikeouts? Do I need wins? Um, do I need, you know, ERA or whip? Like where, where am I, where am I likely to gain ground and where am I likely to lose ground? If I sit him for a two start and kind of make a decision based off of that, uh, which I think most people are going to end up starting him. Uh, and then, you know, just pray to whatever higher power you have out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whatever, whatever, it's your boat. Uh, Religiously, just just hope. I I, I tend to be more, uh, you know, pushing the envelope on stuff. If I get a clean bill of health on Darvish this weekend, I think I'm starting him. Yeah, I I, I mean, I I would probably be leaning towards that as well. Like the only spot, like you know, I'm I've got a in my three sport league, I've got like this massive lead, and like you know, the only the only way I can give up, you know, a lot of any of this lead is by people catching me in ratios. Yeah. So you can, you can afford to protect. Yeah. So like I'll be sitting him this week 
your next. I week. don't blame you. Yeah, uh, th- that's the right move. On, on if you are protecting ratios, I think you can make a really strong case to sit Darvish. Yeah, uh, but I think most people are are really you know seeking wins, especially and yep. when you've got a game against Colorado, that feels like a pretty easy win, and um, even if it's in Colorado and. Uh, you know, Philly, Philly's been playing better as of late, but they're not a team necessarily uh, super scared of. Not inherently, not with an ace. No. You know, this is a guy who came in as an ace um, that you expect to just set him forget with Darvish. So keep an eye on the news. Um, if the back's still bulky, then I think that gives you reason to to pass. If you get the clean bill of health, you got to kind of make your team team-based decision. Let's talk about you, Darvish. He had another gem on the mound yesterday, a team that, you know, is not easy to do well against. You, you meant Shohei Otani, right? I said Darvish, Darvish again. Yeah, Shohei Otani. Wow. Racist much? <laughs> um, Shohei Otani here. We're, 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 we're keeping with Japanese superstars, but we're, we're shifting to the other one who can also hit. Threw a gem against Toronto. Six innings, two runs, six strikeouts. Um, you know, he's been absolutely amazing since that dud at New York. I think that was just karma for me because I'd been talking trash wildly on Twitter the day before about how great of a pitcher he is. Then he goes and gives up seven runs in two-thirds of an inning, and I'm like, well, I'm not checking Twitter for a day. Um, Since then, a 169 ERA, which is very nice, in 32 innings. Before that, he was excellent too, right? That's like really the only blip this year. There was a five-inning, four-run outing at Texas back in April, but that had nine strikeouts, and he won. So, like, that's not even that bad of an outing. He's been amazing, bottom line. Question becomes, is it time to at least start considering him as a pitcher depending on your team needs? Because for me all year with Otani, I've just been a set it and forget it hitting uh, player. for him. He's been a hitter for me. 38 home runs, 16 steals, 268 average with 84 ribbies and 77 runs. He's been amazing. But you look at the pitching, it's a 293 ERA, 109 whip. 112 strikeouts in 92 innings and and seven wins, by the way. Um, with the way pitching's been difficult to find, I know that the hitting is amazing, but if you have a great hitting team, or maybe even if you're just in between and both your hitting and pitching are solid, you can use either. How much more of a pitching consideration is Otani with the fact that he keeps putting up gem after gem? I think he's only really consideration if your team says, I need a pitcher right now. Um, and, I mean, considering what he's giving you offensively, he may be in a position where you don't really need the hitting. Uh, and so you can't afford to just move into pitching. But he's just such a dynamic hitter. I know. Uh, so that funny. it's really hard to, I mean, you know, I mean, the home runs are great. 38 home runs are out of this world. Um, at this point in the season, because uh, I mean, we still have, you know, close to, you know, or just under 50 games for most teams left. Right. Uh, but 16 stolen bases on top mm-hmm. of that, like he went first overall in my three sport draft and I didn't blink an eye. No, I, I, I wouldn't um, either. Like you can't like, it's yeah. Just... So especially cause that's a daily moves league. So you can use them, you know, the pitching and the hitting simultaneously as well. So, um, that being said, like, he's just, I, I think if, if you're in a position where like, Hey, I need the pitching and Otani's pitching well, so I'm going to use him there. I, I totally would agree with that kind of thought process. Uh, but he's such an amazing 
hitter that I would really need the pitching stats in order to make that move. Yeah, I mean, I, I, definitely team dependent, but I think it's at least a question at this point when for the bulk of the season, even though he's been pitching well all season, for me, I was just, like I said, set it and forget it hitter. And then I, I kind of looked up yesterday after the gym because, you know, I check every week just to be sure. I'm like, okay, who's he facing? Do I want to maybe start Darvish this week? Or uh, Darvish, gosh, I keep calling him Darvish. Do I want to start? Uh, do I want to start <laughs> Otani this week? Oh, no, and definitely don't this week. It's Toronto. Are you kidding me? But now he's taking on all comers and he's just, he's so good. But I agree that the hitting is so, so transcendent that it is pretty tough. You'd have to be maybe missing an ace type pitcher and and trying to what like what if you have DeGrom and Otani and you're trying to fill the DeGrom sized hole in your rotation I I, I, I think that's like a perfect example of what yeah. you might be I mean or you know I mean you could have virtually any well, yeah, pitcher at I this mean, point and, and trying to fill that hole um is he the unquestioned number one overall draft pick next year I know people won't take him first overall I, I would though. because I, he absolutely. He'll be DH only in most formats, though. In Yahoo, he will probably have He'll, outfield eligibility. That'd be huge. I, I just I, because he's got seven games do, in the do outfield. Do we need to get to a place where you can use both a, a, aspects of him every week, no matter what? I mean, I feel like it's stupid that you have to choose. Um. Yeah. I mean. It is at the same time, like he's kind of a cheat code. Then this this so, feels very so much it's like, like Trout. So it's yeah. peak Albert Pujols. This like feels like Bo Jackson and so Te- Techno Bowl. I mean, yeah, no, I, like I get it, but so I don't it, think that's a reason to not let him have both aspects. It's amazing of that this Angels team cannot make the playoffs. Like it's ever they like, just keep wasting these transcendent seasons. They've got. Mike Trout and and Otani, um, and not make the playoffs. This is just unbelievable. But uh, Jared Jared Walsh and Max Stassi broke out as well. Yeah, to try to give some supplemental. They got offense. rid of Andrew Heaney. Yeah, they got rid of the home run machine that is old Heen Dog. <laughs> Sandoval broke out. Wasn't yeah. enough. Like it just nothing is ever enough. And except having the two of the best players, it's it's so maddening. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. Okay, I'm out. They, they pissed I me mean, off. The, I mean, part of it is just the division they're in. I mean, I know, that, but like, I mean, the Astros are 11 games above 500 or something like that, and the A's uh, are right behind them. Yeah, so it's just, it's yeah, it's insane. They just they got kind of screwed in the division a little bit, but still at the same time, like, but still they're getting got two of the best the... players. Maybe of the generation. Of a generation, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Can't. far and away. Like, it's unbelievable the head start that they, they're getting. And, you know, Trout got hurt. I understand that. But they wasted plenty of his seasons when he stayed fully healthy. It's it's so maddening. It's yeah. so maddening. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, like, I understand, like, there's a coding issue. And I think that's one of the reasons why these sites can't figure out how to, to let you take both. But are, they, but are they even trying at this point? I think I think. Most I don't think the big set. sites are. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to talk trash on like ESPN or Yahoo or CBS, but let's be honest, like fantasy's not their top priority. Like they're not, you know, they're not making the majority of their money from, from the fantasy side of things. Sure. Um, but they so, have big fantasy segments. Sure. But you know I mean? They're, 
doesn't make up that big of a portion where they, you know, and they're catering to the masses. They're not catering to people who are catering to the masses would be making Otani available to do both things. Cause he's such a cool player and that's yeah. like a player. Everyone's going to know. I just think we should, I think we should have, have that. We should, I, I mean, he should, be, he should be able to be used he, as both. You just put him in your lineup and you, and you get both. He's just, I mean, he's so insane. I'm just looking at these numbers. They're just so insane. I, I mean, it. these are video game numbers. They really are. It's like, hey, don't play against rookie on against computer on rookie, dude. Yeah. Up the level. It's like, no, he's playing in Major League Baseball. It's like, it's really hard, and he's yeah. doing this well. That's how good. Well, he and is. I mean, he's gonna have a career high in plate appearance. Oh, he already has a career high in plate appearances. Yeah. Like, I no, mean, it's, he's, he's it's gonna bananas. finish with, you know, almost six hundred plate appearances potentially. And uh, I mean, at the end of the season, we're gonna be looking at a guy who who may be fifty twenty. It is insane. Like that's in reach, not to mention a top twenty pitching season. <laughs> like it's I mean, I understand there are gonna be people that won't take him first overall next year because he's a DH. Um but they're wrong. Like Yeah, no, I I I th- and there'll be people who don't want to take him in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, no, and no, those for sure. people are also I mean, they're yeah. obviously insane too. Yeah, yeah, they're wrong. Because, like, I don't know how you how you can't. And you know, I don't think we can go completely to roasting people for not, you know, being super in on him this year. Because I, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I'll no, be honest. I, I, know I know you were, but for me, it was a matter of like, well, I'm going to take Nelson Cruz or JD Martinez, and both and, of those have that, worked that out. A, so that was exactly like the, um, the DH pool has been so strong. My only downside of like being an Otani backer was he went later than a lot of them. So if I didn't get Otani, like if someone jumped me, then I missed out on the other guys. And I loved all of them. You know, like the whole group was very appealing this year. And basically by the time Otani went, if you didn't get him, then Fran Mill was the only one who was still available and, and also good, by the way. Um, you know, he all, he's also got 20 homers and a 261 average. He has three stolen bases too, by the way. Fran Mill Reyes does. He's, well, he's a speed demon. He's a clear, clear speed demon. But anyway, let's 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 move on here. Let's talk about uh, Corey Kluber's out on rehab. I didn't. This kind of snuck up on me. I didn't know it was coming. Uh, I will say though, he did get absolutely destroyed at Double A. Um, you know, the only reason that I'm gonna give it some credence because we usually are very cautious with rehabs and and we don't go too crazy. But he walked four in an inning and a third with two hits, five runs. So it's like. He clearly not, wasn't wasn't ready. Yeah, could not find the zone. Yeah, uh, but the question is then: uh, Are you? He also, he also hit two batters, by the way. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. So and and had a wild pitch. So he was Kluber was just completely off. Yeah. Um, but that will keep the bids down if you wanted to get in this weekend. Would you, do you have any interest in preemptively? getting on board here because he's available in most leagues. A lot, a lot of leagues saw him cut. Um, so he's going to be available most places. Would you go in for like $1 to $3? I mean, I guess if I'm in a really, you know, like a 15-team league where I don't have very many injuries, I could see myself taking that gamble. But, I mean, he, here's the thing, like, most of the leagues you're in right now, people are dropping really, really good players that are on the IL. Wouldn't True. you rather take a shot on Kershaw or 
take a shot on. I mean, if someone dropped a Grom in your league, nobody dropped a Grom. Shut up. People did drop the Grom. Nobody dropped the Grom. People dropped a Grom. God. Okay. Like two people maybe did. Nobody of consequence dropped dropped a Grom. But the Kershaw is getting dropped a little bit, so there is a little, there's some credence to that. So you're you're gonna pass on Kluber and look for somebody who's a little bit more put together is, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean, what that are we gonna get from? Outing. I mean, what are we gonna get from Russ the way? Like I just don't know that. Are they really gonna push him? Well, nothing if he's season? pitching like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, just, I mean, if he's back in like, you know. I need to at least see a few more outings from him before. He's back I'm going in, to... after two more outings, so he's back like late, you know, like the twenty eighth or something. Because um, that'd be that'd be loosely, you know, two more rehabs and then he's back. I don't know. There, there's, eh, no. I, I I'm looking at a twelve teamer right now, um, and Zach Thompson was cut. Now that's an anomaly. He's only he's ninety two percent rostered at the in the online championships. So that's a kind of a one off. That's our uh, our OC that we're in. But then there's Joe Ross, Tanner Houck is at a very nice sixty nine percent rate. I would rather have him. Uh, would you rather have David Price or Court Gluber? Would you rather speculate? And I still feel f- firm about this that Christian Javier is going to take over for Luis Garcia at some point. That said, the Astros have not said that. That is that is my speculation because I just don't see any way that Garcia gets the full season of starts. Would you rather have Javier or Kluber? Javier. I think so, too. And then one more. Um, and just JP. for your own edification, DeGrom is available in 7% of uh, main event leagues. So, so, like, two people cut him. How dare you? And I, what did I say? Like, two people <laughs> cut him. It's, a, it's right. actually li- literally, literally is four. It? Okay. It's, yeah. like, literally four. Um, I would rather have him. I'll find. I'd rather have DeGrom than Kluber, Okay. Does that make you it's feel a better? Statement. I know, crazy. Lazardo or Kluber? <laughs> um, Lazardo gets the Cubs this weekend. Yeah, I mean, for for against the Cubs, I think anybody against the Cubs right now is uh, yeah. is worth raw. I mean, that that I, offense I think, is just so bad. I don't need to, I don't need to belabor it. I think we're pr- pretty out on the idea of rostering Kluber right now, mm-hmm. even a, ahead of time. When it's dirt cheap, if you're in deeper than 15, maybe, and and there's really nothing on the wire, um, I can understand. But as it stands right now, I, I think most leagues you should be able to find something better than a very uncertain Kluber, mm-hmm. uh, who just hit another batter. He, <laughs> he just did it right now. Roll out of bed and hit someone. Roll out of bed and doinked his opponent. That was, that was rude. All right, uh, Brandon Woodruff left his start. Everyone panicked because it was three innings, but it was due to sickness, and they had a lead, so it kind of worked as a little, a little innings stifling at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, much ado of not, about nothing there, but I just want to make sure that people know not to panic. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, people were panicked because got hit with a comebacker. Uh, oh, okay. I had not seen that. And then didn't come I out the next saw... inning. Yeah. Oh, okay. That that does spark the panic. Pardon <laughs> and me. And so, I had yeah, not people seen were that. people were a little like, "Oh no, 
is this like did he get injured but no it's, it sounds like um he, he wasn't feeling well to begin with got hit with a comebacker and they're like hey we want to limit a little bit of your workload anyway so we're just going to take and, you out here and it was 74 pitches at that point like he, he was actually yeah. kind of getting you know laboring a bit Woodruff was so they just said you know what we're up 5-1 which is basically 20 to 1 against the Cubs we'll take you out um, but I understand the panic then I mean, I didn't know about the comebacker piece but all in all everything's looking good unless news changes over the weekend keep them in your lineup uh, Marco Gonzalez is surging of late speaking of somebody you could maybe pick up instead of speculating on Kluber he's he's got a, some pretty decent availability but he has a 167 ERA over his last five starts including a really nice complete game yesterday uh, where he allowed one run with nine strikeouts on two hits and a walk against the Rangers. Should he be more than 55% rostered at ESPN and Yahoo? Or does uh, he not strike out enough to, to cross those thresholds? No, absolutely he should be. Okay. I mean, he's been really, really good uh, since pretty much the All-Star break. Yeah. Uh, and he, he should be rostered. Like, I, I know a lot of people like right now are making big reaches for, for guys with huge strikeout rates. But like, this is, this is one of those guys that allows you to make those kind of moves. Right. Yeah. Like, he stabilizes everything else. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm a sucker for Gonzalez. Like, me too. and if, if you kind of look at the trajectory of the season, it's been a few blowups that have really hurt. And it started with the, the giants, a, a team that <laughs> I kind of want to have a topic about this too. Like, should you start, anybody but like the tip top aces against them you don't have to answer that we can talk about that later but he got he got hit by them then a trip to minnesota so he had a 1045 era after two starts marco gonzalez did well then he reeled off seven starts with a 362 34 strikeouts in 37 innings more of the guy you expected and that included outings against the dodgers and astros so he really he really settled down then the texas hit him for seven pushes era back up to six at that point, he's been being he was being cut a bunch, I'm sure. As you mentioned, though, pretty much since the All Star break, in fact, the start before the All Star break, it's a 2.13 ERA in 38 innings. You lop off the uh, five and five and two thirds three runs uh, against LA right before the break. That's when you get the 167 ERA in the last five starts. So he's gotten back on track. I think he's still working off some of that early ugliness, though. That's why his composite numbers still look pretty weak. Uh, with Marco Gonzalez, but I know you like him. I like him. I think we're in on on rostering him here, and I agree with you. I think 55% is too low, even at ESPN and Yahoo leagues, because there's not enough out there, right? Like, what what are people holding instead of him? Is my question. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're going to start getting into the points where you're going to see roster percentages not move quite as much because people True. are tuning out of baseball, tuning into football. Uh, people are going and people who are in, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th place in their leagues are just, you know, giving up and like, I'm not even going to check my lineup week to week or day to day. That's that's uh, true. And that will keep. Yeah, like you said, that will keep the numbers down. Mm -hmm. It'll also, you know, for those of you who are in leagues with people who do that gives you an opportunity to really do some effective streaming rest of the way. Yep. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, he was he was under 50 percent rostered on CBS uh, coming into his last start. So I was able to use him as my Roto write up streaming option uh, and just make, make my record even better this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hit that low there for a while where you couldn't get out of your own way, but now you are fully back on track uh, yeah. with, with, with your streaming records. But yeah, I like Marco Gonzalez. I'd say, take a look at him. 
Um, NFBC in that universe, he's he's pretty widely rostered. There is uh, one OC that I'm in that he's available, which is a 12 teamer. Definitely going to look at at scooping him up. Take a look in your league. I think he's somebody who can be pretty well trusted the rest of the way. And uh, let's see who he's got this next week. Marco Gonzalez gets Texas again. This this time a trip to Texas. Yeah, and this so will be his third start against Texas uh, since the uh, since the All Star break. And I mean, we love he, that. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's given up a total of two earned runs in fifteen innings um, against them in his last two I, starts. So I just ran that through the calculator. That's good. It's good. Those numbers are good. And then trip to Oakland after that, which, you know, they're a good team, but I don't overly fear them, especially no. going out to Oakland. Well, considering so got, he, he, he's thrown a good start against them recently. so Yeah. Yeah. I think you can trust Marco Gonzalez quite a bit right now uh, with what he's doing. Speaking of uh, guys that you can definitely trust that should be more rostered, he's ro- rostered in more leagues, but not that many more. Logan Webb of your beloved Giants has a 153 ERA over his last 10 starts. I, I up the uh, I up the question here to should he be 100% rostered? He's at 60% Yahoo, 65% ESPN, so a bit more than Marco Gonzalez, but still pretty available. And I I don't think he should be. Where, where are you at on Marco? Or excuse me, on Logan Webb and and his roster rate? Should it be 100%? Uh, yeah, I think he should be pretty darn close to that. I mean, we're talking since the beginning of July, he has thrown 36 innings. He's gotten 36 strikeouts, so strikeout an inning on the dot, 175 ERA over that time. Uh, only given up three home runs in those 36 innings. Uh, I mean, he's been really, really good. And, I mean, the Giants made a really conscious decision not to go out and get another, you know, starter at the deadline. Because um, he was... He was coming back, right? Because he was, yeah, he was he was working his way back and stuff. So, um, and it seems to have worked out fairly well for them. And uh, you know, there, I think there may be some limiting of innings uh, here to kind of keep him fresh for uh, the postseason. But he's been so efficient in starts that he's been able to get to six innings in spite of that uh, in his last four starts. So, and and we're talking about like, you know. Yeah, the start yesterday was against Colorado at home. So, of course, like, yeah, we're, we're not super worried about a team like that. But the previous three starts at Milwaukee, home versus Houston, home versus the Dodgers. And then home versus and the Dodgers. Bad nine. And like, it didn't yeah. bad an eye against any of those teams. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like this is not against dud teams. Uh, you know, he, he's legitimately coming into his own. Uh, the cutter's looking good. So, I, I mean, I, I like what we're seeing here. Uh, from Logan Webb, and I think that uh, he should be rostered in every league. Uh, I I agree. I'm a big fan, and he's been playing really well. He's he is 100 percent in the in the NFBC universe, uh, but check check your leagues otherwise. And like I said, you know, under 70 percent at ESPN and Yahoo. Check to make sure that your league isn't one of the 30 percent because he should definitely be picked up. He gets the Mets twice. Uh, for his next starts, a, a home and home essentially against the Mets, with the first one being at home, and then a trip to City Field uh, for Logan Webb. <sighs> I'm sure you're falling for this. You're one of the suckers, but uh, Lewis Brinson's tricking people again. <laughs> Are you one of the duped? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna ride the hot streak. Okay, I'm I'm give you, I'll give you his numbers. Hang on. I, I knew I knew you'd fall for it. You absolute sucker. This isn't even spring training when he normally do- pops off. So since uh, 
it, it's it's actually I could confine it more, but I'll, I'll take since the All Star break when he returned to the majors, twenty games, sixty nine plate appearances. Obviously, I had to use that sample. Uh, five homers, eighteen ribbies, twelve runs, uh, no steals, but mainly because he's hitting homers and doubles all the time. I mean, you can still steal third, but you know he's just been crushing about twelve of his twenty two hits have been for extra bases for Lewis Brinson. But now I have to give the bad with the good. 28% strikeout rate, 7% walk. I don't mind 7% walk. I don't need him to, like, fake walks just to to check a box. Because, you know, again, sometimes you, you force a guy to walk, can take them out of their out of their rhythm and, and make them passive. But I still worry about the strikeout rate. He's riding a 436 BABIP during this time. Is this a hot streak or something more to build on for Brinson? I mean, so here's the thing. Like, you know, I don't even mind a 27 or 28% strikeout rate from a guy like Lewis Brinson, right? Because it's not 35 or 40%. (laughs) 27% strikeout rate, 28% strikeout rate. Like, that's palatable if you're going to do other things. It's it's the underlying metrics to that strikeout rate that are much more alarming, right? So, you know, 85% zone contact percentage. Okay, that's fine, right? That's right around league average. Like, I'm, I'm not super worried about that. 41% 41% O swing percentage and a 17% swing strike percentage. Sheesh. Those are not good numbers. That's brutal, man. So, you know, uh, yeah, the strikeout rate is actually much lower than it's going to end up being because those numbers will catch up to him. Right now, he's just seeing the ball really well. Uh, you know, he's riding a hot streak, but that hot streak will end and he will go back to being the Lewis Brinson that we've all known and hated for so long because he's tricked us. So no, don't, I mean, if you want to ride the hot streak for a few days or whatever, I think mostly where you do this is in DFS where like, okay, you know, he's still budget still cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and you know, he could, you know, especially in a GPP where he could really pay off huge, but this has all the warning signs that you want to stay the hell away from rostering, even like in a weekly league where like, you know, you put him in your lineup on Monday and then he goes over, you know, 22. Uh, and that is stuck on your, you know, batting average for, for that week. So, uh, no, no, you should not fall for this long term. This is a very, very quick stream and, and dump or, or just ride in DFS. Okay. I think that's I, I can get I can get behind that at least because uh, I, I can't dive fully in. There's a player I still root for. You know, don't don't let my pessimism pessimism mm-hmm. sound like I'm I'm not interested. I would I'd love, love to see him figure it out. Yeah, if he, he could if be he a really had exciting a full scale breakout, I would be at the front of the line saying, "Let's go." This can be a dynamic, super super exciting player. But as you highlighted there with the underlying metrics to that strikeout rate, it's not there. It's just not there for Lewis Brinson right now. And so just be careful, folks. This is not your savior. Okay. That, that's, that's the real question here or the real, uh, the real thought here. Uh, all right, let's put a few guys in focus. Let's start with somebody who is very interesting to me this year based on the trajectory of his season. His name is Ranger Suarez. And you may be most familiar with him as Philly's closer for a moment. 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when he was, he was quite good. He blew one save, but, um, you know, from the point of his first save to his last, it was an eight-outing span with eight and two-thirds, 12 strikeouts, uh, and a, let's see, what would that whip be? 
a 115 whip. So pretty good. Like I said, four saves, one blown. And otherwise, he was doing the job. Well, they thought he was doing the job so well that they decided to make him a starter. And that came out of nowhere. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Is this going to be, you know, a few innings here and there? No, they're stretching him out. It's gone from 33 pitches in his first one to 61 to 82. So he has three starts this month. He's been excellent, a .90 ERA in 10 innings with nine strikeouts. Does have six walks, but only three hits allowed in the one run. Um, is Ranger Suarez as a starter something that intrigues you? Absolutely. Um, I, I definitely am a little concerned about the walk rate. That's fair, but he is uh, tough to square up, it seems, so the mm-hmm. hits stay down. Yeah, I mean, he his, his barrel percentage uh, is 3.3%. Like, people don't barrel it. And, like, the average exit velocity is under 85 miles an hour. Um, Like, if you go look at his uh, stat cast page, don't do it at work. Don't, because it (laughs) is. You will. It is sexy. You will, yeah, that, that, yeah, you will get, you will get thrown. You'll be walked out of your office (laughs) with your belongings in a box um, for, for looking at that, that, that amazing sexiness on the stat cast page. But, yeah, I mean he's, uh, I mean blood red, almost the majority of uh, you know uh, of his stat cast profile. So, uh, yeah, I mean he's super interesting, and they let him go eighty two pitches in this last outing. Yeah, they're, uh, they're pushing it, and he looked very good while he was doing it too. Uh, I was I was very impressed uh, watching this start, uh, watching him carve up the Dodgers, uh, which I've been watching a lot of, hoping that they're going to lose so my Giants <laughs> can pull farther ahead in the division. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, a guy that, especially in your deeper leagues, uh, but even in your shallower formats, like, I think he's becoming a team streamer right now. Um, At the very I, least. Yep. Yeah. And then maybe even turning into something more because, you know, that, you know, the Phillies are kind of hot right now. Uh, the bottom of that division is atrocious for the Nationals and the Marlins. So you're getting two teams out of the four in that division. I feel really comfortable about string against and the Mets aren't a very like super strong offense that you're worried about. So, uh, yeah, I really like, I really like Ranger Suarez right now. Uh, those of you who dropped him onto your waiver wires, you know, after he lost that closing job to Ian Kennedy, once Kennedy got traded over, uh, mm-hmm. should probably go back and look to pick him up. I, I think so. I think so. And it looks like, um, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of availability in the NFBC world. I imagine that expands out. To the uh, to the general population of CBS, ESPN, and Yahoo as well for Ranger Suarez. So take a look. Uh, he could definitely be somebody for you. Thirty six percent at Yahoo, twelve percent at ESPN. You know, I know some leagues really value uh, a starter who has RP eligibility, and he has that. So for leagues where where that is of value, go ahead and get Ranger Suarez. He gets a trip to Arizona next week, which you love. And then home against Tampa Bay, which, again, they're kind of like Oakland to me. They're a good team. I respect them, but I'm not devastatingly afraid of them on offense. Yeah, and then after that, it would be another trip, or it would be home home versus Arizona. Love that. So, I mean, his two of his next three starts are are versus the the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, with the the Tampa Bay Rays start kind of in between. And then I think he's got the Nationals. uh, And the way they're pushing... You know, those pitches, the pitch count, 
he, he can he's start getting five for and wins. six innings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think next next start, uh, you're gonna start seeing him get past the five inning threshold, which would be perfect. And if he tightens up the walks, Ranger Suarez can start going six mm-hmm. uh, because it'll save those extra pitches. So yeah, I really like him. I'm definitely gonna be having him as somebody to look at. I almost put him as my waiver uh, suggestion of the week, but I decided to go ahead put him in focus here to talk about him. But uh, we like him. Uh, we're a fan yeah. of Ranger Suarez, so take a look, see where he's available. Let's talk about Tyler Wade filling in for Glaber Torres and running wild. And that is the main reason that I brought him up here because uh, he has four stolen bases this week. And, uh, I mean, that makes you a god in fantasy. Uh, he's he's 6 for 10 otherwise, so hitting 600 helps as well. But people are really looking for those those steals. Four for Tyler Wade already. Does he draw any interest for you in uh, in twelve teamers? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, he's gonna play fairly regularly. He's he's played, I think, every game except for one. Uh, over he's the sat last against, week, he sat against lefties, so it's a clear platoon. Okay. But he's on the strong side. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's got five stolen bases this month. You know, one earlier in the month. Uh, and he's he's only striking out like sixteen percent of the time, uh, walking sixteen percent of the time. Uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of one of those unsexy names, but I think he's got multi positional eligibility in some formats. Uh, I would, actually, I would think so yeah, in most formats actually. If if the game's played at the top of our Fangraphs pages, right, eighteen games at second base, eighteen games at third base, seventeen games at shortstop, and then doing quick math. Uh, 17 games in the outfield. So, I mean, he should be eligible at all those positions in, in pretty much every format right now. Like who doesn't need a guy who can steal bases and play four different positions for your team. Yeah. He should, right. He should be picked up. Um, even if, even if just for the streak right now, uh, I think probably all formats kind of team stream right now. Yep. I, I think that's where we're at with Wade. Uh, those steals play. Strong side platoon is enough playing time to qualify for 12-teamer. Maybe even 10-teamer if you're really desperate for speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you could definitely do it. I, I know where you're probably going to go on this, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, Andres Jimenez or Tyler Wade? I'm going to go Wade. Okay. Wow, I thought you would go with Jimenez. So I, I didn't know where you went. I'm glad I asked. Jimenez is also platooning very similarly. He's a strong side guy. Um they both bat while we're in the lineup, but Wade Wade's stealing right now, and and him and his isn't. So I understand making that move there, but uh, I think Wade will be a popular pickup this week. I think a lot of folks will be looking at him as somebody that can uh, really help their stolen base count. So I mean, uh, Jimenez has been up for just under a week. Um, he has one hit in thirteen at bats. He's been pretty dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in one walk. You know, so I, mean, I, I spec on him though. I, I I don't mind that I did. I'm, I I did too. He's got a stolen base, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ride it out for a bit, see what he can do. I think, I think Cleveland will too. So that's yes, like you know exactly. part of it is I think you know so like I'm not necessarily dropping Jimenez, but I, I would rather have Wade right now. Yeah, I think that's that's completely fair. All right, let's make some waiver pickup suggestions for folks to keep an eye on this weekend. Uh, let's start with your guy because it's an interesting pitcher who people were in on this past week. Um, but now I think he's going to dip down to even 10s and 12s where he's going to be more 
more sought after than he was this past week. I think this past week for your pick was was 15s for the most part. Mm-hmm. But uh, talk to us about Carlos Hernandez for the Kansas City Royals and what he's been able to do on the bump. Yeah, we talked about him as a kind of a potential uh, guy to pick up on on Sunday's episode, and I kind of let Tim and Jason talk me down a little bit, um, and I wish I had because he was, was really fast. really good uh, in uh, in that start. Only one walk, uh, five hits, gave up uh, one earned run, struck out three and six and two thirds against the Yankees, um, and I think he's going to get some pretty decent run here rest of the way as the Royals try to figure out if he's going to be a part of this rotation long-term because for those who don't know, like the Royals are stacked with kind of like pros, like, you know, I think lower ceiling, but like polished uh, prospect pitching prospects at the upper levels, their minors. And so they're going to start to need to figure out here for the next couple seasons, uh, who's going to be part of part of the rotation and who's going to be moving into the bullpen. And so I think Hernandez is going to get a fair amount of run. He's gone at least five innings in each of his last three starts. Uh, he's given up a total of two earned runs in those outings. Uh, and uh, pitching a really nice park in a really great division to pitch in. Uh, I, th- I think he should be roster more than 27% of CBS leagues like he is right now. Yeah, uh, Carlos Hernandez. The only reason I peeled back a little bit, lowered my bids, was uh, the return of Brady Singer made it a six-man rotation, so mm-hmm. it curbed his two-start this week. But he has a two-start set up for next week exactly. now because they play seven games. So he'll start Monday against Houston and Sunday at the Cubs. So if he can Hope get through Houston, <laughs> Houston, yeah, so survive play Houston the... and then dominate the Cubs. But mm-hmm. he's been doing well. I mean, the White Sox twice and the Yankees are the three teams that he's dominated here to, to garner the attention that put Carlos Hernandez on the radar. So those were no rollovers. And I think you can, I think you can take a shot here with him. Um, even with it, Houston being the first start, uh, I think with the two start, Carlos Hernandez is definitely going to be somebody who will be popular again this week, but, but people will be going in even more after another gem. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Uh, my guy is Adam Engel for the Chicago White Sox. Now, I've been keeping a close eye on him for a couple of years now. He started to have a little bit of a power surge a few years ago. Uh, it was always known as kind of like a slap, defense-only speedster type. And started to tap into a little bit of power. And I was like, okay, this is somewhat interesting. But, you know, where where's the playing time? And he's kind of had fits and starts. Well, this year, he's got seven homers and seven steals in 121 plate appearances. He's 132 WRC+. Plus. And he's playing every day right now, um, batting up near the top of the lineup sometimes as well. A couple, couple of times in the two spot, batting six and eight the last two days. But he's playing right field with um, Vaughn in left, Robert in center. He looks like he's their right fielder right now. You know, Brian Goodwin will mix in, uh, especially with him being the lefty. But Angle's playing really well, and you can get some speed with a little power thrown in. I think Adam Angle's somebody to consider this week, even in 12-teamers. Yeah, I mean, as long as the, uh, you know, he left yesterday's game uh, with tightness in his groin. Um, oh, son of a gun, I missed that. I, I, I know that you have tightness in your groin for him, too. So Correct. Uh, you guys have something in common now. 
Um, it didn't take me out though. No, no, not 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 yet at least. Uh, so I mean, hopefully it's just a precautionary thing. It doesn't sound super serious, uh, but I mean, this is also a guy who relies a lot of his fantasy value comes from his ability to steal bases and yeah, definitely gotta keep an eye on that. I, yeah. I, I missed that. Pa- pardon me on that. I didn't see. I, did, I was watching that game and I still missed that uh, that he that he came out. Um, so yeah, use the weekend to kind of figure out where where we're at with Angle. And as long as he's playing and everything looks good, proceed with your bids. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right now, like, you're looking for guys who can move you in categories, right? So, and uh, Engel's a guy that he could steal five, six, seven bases rest of the way and really help vault you up uh, in that category. So, if mm-hmm. he's healthy, he's definitely a guy, if you're looking for strong bases, that I would try to attack. Would you rather have Engel or Wade, though? because I mean you know more than likely you can't get both yeah I I, I agree ah, man I'm gonna still stick with angle if he's healthy mm-hmm. um yeah I'll stick with angle as long as he's he's he plays this weekend just because he he's got a more full-time role yes and because I think his power uh you know really push pushes him to another level there not that it's like not that I fully believe that the 257 ISO is is who Angle no, is that's, now, that's but not. last year's 182 would be fine for me. You know, some even, even just power. a 150 ISO for a guy like him. Yeah, with to go with the level. speed. Yeah, and that you know that lineup is better than the White Sox or than than the Yankees lineup. So I would take Angle right now, but I'm quickly pivoting to Wade if that injury lingers and he misses a couple games this weekend. Then I'm 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 shifting focus to Wade. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to about wrap us up for the for the week. Did you watch the uh, Field of Dreams game? I was kind of in and out of it, uh, watching other games and doing some other work and stuff like that. But it I really was cool. liked it. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the setting, it was beautiful. Like, it looked amazing. It was very, very cool. Yeah, move um, the race there. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a full-on win for MLB, so I, I'm, I'm kind of eager to see how they ruin it. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm 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 sure of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a a bright spot for them uh, in in a league that really needs a a bright spot. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was cool. I, I like the way they set it up. I love the intro. Uh, that was uh, that was super cool. Uh, someone was, I think it was my brother in law. It's like, you know, what they need to do for next year is make Ray Liotta play DH for both teams. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was super cool. Uh, I'm glad that they, they, uh, did it after getting, getting canceled last year. So, uh, what's your favorite part of that? Cause my favorite part is the jerseys. I love the old was, school jerseys. I was going to bring up how great the lineups are or the, how great the jerseys are. I, I loved how the only issue I had was I wish there was a logo on the white Sox hat. Uh, but you know, they were going for authenticity. So it was mm-hmm. blank. So they left it blank, but the uniforms were incredible. And uh, MLB The Show put in the stadium and the uniforms, so people could use those in game uh, already this week, which was pretty cool. I uh, I thought it was great though. The the atmosphere was was wonderful. The the weather obeyed. Like the 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 sky the sky looked amazing too. It was like you know with the sun setting, it was like real pink and, and mm-hmm. purple there. Like it, it was picturesque. It was very much you know, movie-esque. And uh, I enjoyed listening to Costner, too. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I like Kevin Costner. I, I, I'm i a sucker for him. And he's, like, one of the best movie athletes ever. 
and he has multiple great baseball movies. Uh, I will say though, I've never seen Field of Dreams, and what? I, I'm not that. No, no. Interested. How is that possible? It's it's easy because I don't care about a bunch of people hanging out in stupid ass corn. Oh no, dude! This it's it's it is it's a good movie. You need to sit down and watch that. <laughs> I know I do need to watch it. I I just like to tweak people. I really don't have anything against it. It's it's more of like you so know, it's, one of, it's turned into a meme type thing. It's like me course. and Avatar. Yes, of course. And, and as people tell me, like you have to watch, I'm like, I, but I don't. You know, it, it, so it's become one of those things where I've dug in. But no, I, I, I don't Maybe have we'll make it the double feature with Trip Flicks when we're in Arizona. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. We'll do it. That sounds great. Um, but anyway, anything coming up on the weekend? Uh, nothing I can think you of. Got a Sunday up? You got a Sunday up on, on deck? I mean, Jason and I will record on Sunday. I haven't booked a guest yet. Okay. Uh, if people have suggestions of, of someone they'd like to hear on the podcast i gotta start kind of filling up the rest of the seasons you know uh with, with guests so um hit me up on twitter at justin mason fwfb if you have if you have suggestions on yeah because we're not shifting to football we're not like those people. no no okay, we no. got baseball all year for y'all i'm not even covering football again this year so yeah i know you're out and i haven't covered football in forever i play my local leagues and that's it baby yeah, I'm playing in some NFFC leagues for the first time this year, but uh, yeah, no, fo- baseball is just just my my main focus right now. So yeah, I mean, if there's guys that you or or women in the industry that you want to hear that you haven't heard on the pod before, especially, uh, or maybe an old favorite that you the that you kind of miss and you want to hear again, uh, let me know and I'll I'll try to get them booked for the kind of the home stretch of the season, especially if they don't cover football. Yes, yes, exactly. That would give them more availability but uh, all right well have a great weekend and i'll talk to you on monday take it easy